a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away where religious extremists trafficked young children to turn them into child soldiers, ripped from their the arms of their family, put onto the thrust onto the galactic stage, used as pawns in political uh, maneuverings and police uh, police state actions. Uh, we come across the the fallout of their actions. Folks, it's Campaign Comrades. We're here. We're talking Jedi Fallen Order. It was ori- originally going to be a much more timely episode in that Jedi Survivor, the sequel, was coming out in like a couple weeks from the time of recording. Now it's only like a month and a half from, from the time of recording. So uh, still timely, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's Campaign Comrades. The The whole crew is here. How are we doing, guys? How are we we dealing with the what's kindly say this game, you know, being the the Star Wars equivalent, you know, is basically three Jawas in a trench coat uh, trying to, you know, play it off as just, you know, everything's good and normal here in video game land. Uh, the amount of like just I'm showing my bias already. <laughs> yeah, you are. But like, <laughs> but, but like yeah. the, the the amount of cope that I have seen, like as I'm diving into the history of, I mean, we're only like what uh, four years out from its ori- its original release. It was a 2019 game. Yeah. Um, but it like you see so much like oh like this this was every Star Wars fans fantasy. Uh, you know this was so well received despite being essentially a technically broken game on launch let like in that yeah that's purely just its well, technical state you know I, I mean i think you're right that it was just so much cope and cope coming off the back of battlefront 2 and right. you know andrew used to say this all the time how like especially when battlefront was popular how like you just truly wanted a lightsaber game you know we hadn't really had one since uh the force unleashed um which itself and, was great in one hand, but also an immeasurable disappointment in others. Correct. And, you know, so I think that so many people were just like, yay, I get to swing a lightsaber around. And, you know, we're just, happy. you know, it was almost like Pokemon fans that were just eating the slop. The Star Wars fans were just, the, the, the you know, Skywalker we got a glasses. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the Skywalker tinted glasses <laughs> just, you know, can can get you so far the the light coming out of crystal suns, glass you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no it's... i i uh i've i've evolved my thoughts around this game uh but i definitely think there's a lot of cope i was looking through some articles from when it was released and i think it was like game informer had one where it was like the combat's so good and uh after replaying some of this game this week i do not think the combat is so good uh i would say there's parts that are fun like you do feel like you get to wield a lightsaber which is cool and enjoyable yeah. and that's part of why i, I disagree really like this, but well yeah i, I don't I, like yeah i don't like the fe- I, I never liked the feel i, of I was wielding a wiffle ball bat sir <laughs> that i mean there's not the impact you would want i think that's a fair a fair thing yeah and We'll get, we'll get into the combat, but uh, I yeah I even looking back at my own reaction, I can admit that there was some cope to how much I initially Same. liked this game uh, compared to when I was revisiting it for this episode. Yeah, I think it it really propelled me so far in that first that first playthrough, which we'll get into our histories with the with the game itself as well as 
Star Wars games kind of in general. Um, you know, I, I, I basically, I'm looking back at myself and it's, it's basically like I had Stockholm syndrome. You know, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I was being held hostage <laughs> by this game. And it was just like, I couldn't admit to myself, let alone the world that I did not like what I was doing. <laughs> and I did not like what I was playing. Um, Cause this was back when like, I don't know, I still thought, uh, I mean, it's 2019. So this is past some of the, the, it's after uh, all the, know, the, the, sequels, the Disney yeah. sequels, yeah. not all of them. I'm what, or, was it, yeah, it all wasn't after it was it was not after rise of skywalker was it i'm pretty it's sure that was Very december 2019 uh, because okay. that okay, was, so was the last after. movie that was the last movie you and i had seen before the uh, the after times <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it does say it's a two yeah it's a 2019 film. okay yeah so that was the same. yeah, yeah. But it was december it was yeah, like uh, yeah. like christmas weekend or whatever yeah and that's when this this came out november 2019 just before it, yeah just before yeah. It, yeah so it was a holiday season because i got it for christmas but yeah was... let's just like i've got a quick little blurb just like just run running down just getting the quick little uh you know the housekeeping stuff out of the way about like what what the deal of the game is you know jedi fallen order it was a single player action adventure game developed by respawn entertainment published by ea and yes i have here november 2019 the gameplay takes heavy inspiration from Souls-like games in its combat <laughs> and Metro- Metroidvania in terms of its level design and exploration. Yeah, can't keep a straight face. Uh, <laughs> so it, it was a commercial success and received relatively positive reviews at launch with lots of praise for its combat, as you pointed out, Andrew, uh, but then also praise for its characters. At the, si- at the same time, drawing criticisms for a weak story, which to me... Is like I mean, character and plot are not the same thing. They they are not. They can be separate entities, but they are. I guess I'm going to get like intellectual here. They have a dialectical relationship with each other. Um, yeah, steeple fingers. Uh, <clears throat> like so, to have one, whereas usually you know when you have flaws in one, you're going to see flaws in the other. So it's kind of odd to see. Um, that you know praise for the characters but criticism for the story but then also the the biggest thing that even those who were coping so hard were basically you know could not help but admit that it had an incredibly poor technical performance and lack of polish at launch that was really its main criticism i mean i loved the the launch uh month videos of people like clipping through the floor or like deflecting uh a blow and then getting like pushed through the wall and falling into a void like you're doing what like i experienced you're doing the annoying post fucking the annoying fucking like uh mudslide uh mechanics that then launches you just into the sky and you never stop <laughs> i mean i told you guys that i i, I t-posed on a slide and got stuck in yeah, a t-pose right. animation it's when not- i fell off it Amazing. until i got hit and then it like snapped me out of the t-pose playing a uh game that has been supposedly optimized for ps5 four years after release of the original and you're still having that that's good no i i had some i had some some nothing like as uh in your face and overt as that i had lots of minor graphical bugs and glitches and stuff when i was when i was playing again uh last month in preparation for this Um, i opened I, I turned on my Xbox and like revisited my uh, Xbox, you know, original um, playthrough of it. And the graphical quality 
running there as opposed to the PC was just absolutely crazy. Because you're going off of Xbox One too, right? Yeah. Yeah, not a One X, right? Just like a no. base Xbox. I'm literally one. the the original Xbox One. Wait, that's a that I've had machine, since right? like 2016 that I bought used from GameStop to play Forza. There is some useful context, I think, that's also worth uh, looking at in order to kind of fully round out the picture of its production and why we got the game that we did, right? Um, so this was one of the the latest, I think the only game in between Fallen Order and Survivor from EA through the Star Wars license was Squadrons. Uh, so we're basically, this was the la- within the last two releases of the exclusive Star Wars license that was given to EA after the 2013 purchase of Lucasfilm from Disney. Um, previously, EA had had bought BioWare, the makers of the KOTOR games in 2007. And after that, they had bought Pandemic Studios, the Battlefront studio. So it's like they, before they even got the exclusive license, they had the, they basically had- All part had, of the plan. They had purchased all the parts that would, you know, set them up for for that. They are basically now the the overarching partner for all the previous sub licensed games, at least the major ones. Um, but so so th- there's that little technical business bit. But more specifically, I wanted I want to take you back in time. Picture this: it's the year 2017. Jedi Fallen Order has been in development for three years. And EA has just cloned, closed down Visceral Studios, shit-canning the often-quoted Uncharted Star Wars game. It was what was called Project Ragtag. We get CEO Andrew Wilson and CFO Blake Jorgensen making the claim that, quote, single-player games were finished, that online multiplayer live service games are where all the innovation is happening, that players don't want linear games anymore, and those games aren't financially viable in the current landscape of increasingly expensive video game development. What an idiot. Yeah, this this game yeah. has been, like, has been one of their major properties has been... Uh, in development since 2014 and this is in 2017 you this said this is in 2017 so it's been it's been ongoing for 3 yeah. years and they make these comments that like uh yeah we have zero yeah. faith in in the game that we're that we're that we're putting out when did god of war 2018 come out oh wait yeah 2018 shortly after that yeah the death of single player linear games what's what's funny to me as well is that EA also put out like a, I think it was like a social media post, but like, I think people will remember it with, it was sometime last year that they, they made a similar comment on like Twitter talk, uh, talking about, you know, how basically like who plays, who plays single player games anymore? Nobody. It's all about the multiplayer. Um, and yeah, just as Jedi survivor is, is the sequel to this game. They're EA's most successful financially, critically, <laughs> everything, uh, you know, they're, they're, single player game like ea basically hadn't put out a game that was reviewed as highly because it's obviously not going to make as much money as your fucking your maddens and your fifa so it's like not as as commercially successful but it's like you know one of outside of the the sports stuff is like their most financially successful yeah but how does it compare to the microtransactions from apex well and, and i wonder what they paid for the license 
you know, whereas like FIFA and MLB and stuff, I'm sure there's a licensing fee, but it's probably no, much no, there's less. a that's that was those the huge reason why, 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 uh, yeah, FIFA's those, those no longer licensing are enormous. If FIFA asked for a billion dollars, that's no, why I, EA I, said, fuck you, we're just gonna make our own, yeah, because well, we no, have the licensing of the teams, yeah, and just like the fact that you know, uh, you're getting games going on uh, each year for the license you know th those licensing deals are probably for like 10 years or whatever whereas you know this point. is like individual games no this was a so 10 year this this was a 10 plus year license the the star wars exclusivity thing was oh, for okay. over 10 years and again exclusive regardless EA. i think that you know that is probably going to be a higher price tag compared to what you're selling than in, than the FIFA games or the MLB, like your you know your return on investment there is much lower. Uh, well, because they're turning out paying... the, yeah they're they're churning out the slop every year with the sports yeah. games. They can bank on the the microtransactions. Exactly. Those bastards. But but yeah. here here's this point as well that someone already mentioned. Um, you know they make these comments, and these were the initial ones in 2017. This was come immediately coming off of the colossal fuck up of the predatory monetization of Battlefront 2 that was so yeah, bad that. it fumbled the bag for the entire industry as different <laughs> countries sought to ban the practice entirely. Yeah. It's like they own they own, they we got went so, so hard into multiplayer, they got so greedy, you know, that they they almost screwed up the you know the easy money, you know, like that. They, Loot they, boxes almost went away forever. They went too far to the dark side, folks. You know that Bo Bobby Kotick probably went in there with the uh, the crowbar and told them <laughs> to back off. You screwed Please. up my bottom line here, guys. So, yeah, he was prying those loot boxes, the loot boxes. So this, we're talking about a single game here, yeah, with an upcoming uh, upcoming sequel. We can, I guess. Talk a little bit though about what is you, what is everybody's experience, not just with with Fallen Order, but with uh, other EA Star Wars games. Um, I know for myself, aside from the the updates to the Old Republic MMO, which was originally uh, developed and published uh, through Bioware before the purchase, but then you know was continually updated after after the purchase and after the license. That is the only EA Star Wars game that I have not played in some capacity. Besides, there are a bunch of like expansions for things like The Sims. There's like a Star like they were there was a lot of cross promotional things that EA also had licenses to and published. Um, but like I played both Battlefronts, Fallen Order, Squadrons, and then obviously Fallen Order. Fallen Order twice. You did play it twice. <laughs> yeah. It owned. Is uh, is that? Uh, did anybody else play any of the? I just played the Battlefront. Was the was the original Battlefront? Uh, back yeah. from like 08 EA or 07. Oh. You mean 03 and 05? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those ones. Yeah. No, these are like the the two reboots. Okay. So I played Battlefront one the first reboot i don't think i played battlefront 2 what year did battlefront 2 come out well let's look it up i think it was right around it was 2017 it was again it was right around that that time of again those you may have played out. yeah actually played i think i played battlefront 2 
and as well. Fallen Order. I didn't play Squadrons. Yeah, me either. And I didn't play Battlefront One. I don't think. Um, yeah, you did. Okay, so I played. I played those three. I didn't play Squadrons because Squadrons because I was not personally interested in aerial combat. Those were the parts of those games that I never really enjoyed. See, for 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 me, uh, the aerial the you know the space the space combat missions in Battlefront Two were and the 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 space combat multiplayer was actually the best in my opinion. Did you play the campaign in Battlefront Two? Oh yeah, I did, and it I didn't. It sucked so bad. It was five yeah. hours. It was like five hours long, and it was. Yeah. I just like you play as a stormtrooper. Yep. You had and... Luke in it, though. Luke shows up. Yeah, whoopee. Uh, you know, it was. It was. Uh, you know, it basically they've all. In my opinion, they've all been bad. Squadrons. I. I do own. I even transferred it from my PS4 to PS5 when I did the when I did the swap. Um. I didn't go very I can't far wait till you get into flight simulators. No, it'll, it'll, it'll never happen. Um, if train anything, simulator? Gonna, yeah, if anything, I'm going to get into yeah, train or trucking simulators. Uh, that's, that, that'll happen first. Um, the squadrons in VR is probably the easiest way to get yourself sick. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's cool in theory, right? I like the, the, the cockpit view. All the, you get to like, you know, you're, there's the whole thing you're managing, like you're, your speed, your shields, and and weapon capabilities, and like so, like if you up the if you up the weapons, you lower shields, and you know that you have to manage those. And so you can obviously go like a for the ships, you know, you can call it third person view, where you pull yourself back out and can. I always felt like it, I couldn't see as well in the the first person cockpit view, but it was a cool idea. It was nice to see all the the all the gadgets, the, gadgets. the doodads, the doodads, the the beeping and the booping um that was cool and like again you're managing those things and you can see like the and like you're manipulating the levers and stuff so it's kind of cool and yeah it would make a potentially an interesting vr experience until you vomit all over yourself piss and shit yourself <laughs> yeah when you go uh, upside down and at least that's one where you can be sitting down so that you don't have to worry about the um destabilization but i remember being so excited for battlefront 2 i I pre-ordered. You were getting I, a campaign. I, that was going to yeah. be the first, you know, I campaign. Did, I, in a I while. did the I did the online uh, the beta. I had joined the beta Same. and played a bunch at that point. And apparently, it like it got pretty good in the towards the end of its support cycle. I remember people saying that it had gotten better. But like, I always remember like, you know, I, I wasn't good enough so that even when the times that I I maybe did score enough points to be able to choose a hero uh it, you know and obviously you want to be a, you want to be a a, a force Jedi. user you want to yeah. be either you know force force user or dark side user and and it would be like the grind to try to to get enough points in a match to to get one of those to then most of them are already in use so you've got to like pick like han solo which you know <laughs> is just not as good or that. just like an arc trooper yeah. No, but they. I did play it, in the and then end. you die, and, and then and then everybody just mobs you, and you die yeah. in, in three seconds. I played it um, during the beginning of COVID, uh, you know, and it, it was definitely better than it originally was, but it was still, you know, still had all of its, uh, you know, uh, inherent like 
issues with it. Um, and, and like you said, it definitely made it easier to get those heroes. But once you get in there, you're just getting blasted by everyone. But so it was because of that very experience that is why I was so excited for Fallen Order, right? It was I think like, we all were at the time. Yeah, and it was just like least, it was just like oh my god, like you know, like that that was the elements. Like I I'm trying to play this this game online. I like I'm I'm doing everything I can to try to get to use the, the you know be able to use the lightsaber and have fun and like be as be Yoda and like absorb all everybody's bullets and then shoot them back out as force power. That was pretty cool. But then it was like just for that that you would only get it for that little snippet that it was just never satisfying. So, I mean, that's not even to mention all like the predatory bullshit that, you know, has been talked yeah. to death. We don't need to get into. This is not a battlefront episode. Um, but it was because of that, that, you know, I was like, Oh fuck, we're actually getting, you know, a first person, uh, you know, or a, uh, not first person. We're Third getting person. a, a uh, single player. I, I, I will always make that. My, my brain will always do that. So when I'm trying to say single player, we'll always go first person. But when we're doing a single player story where I get to, you know, wield a lightsaber, do the things that like, you know, I've, I grew up, you know, fantasizing about. So it was always going to be interesting to me. And yeah, I just felt then held hostage by a, a combat and level design that I just found completely alienating to me. I think that uh, the combat would have been much better if it had a Witcher style combat instead of trying to go from software like Sekiro style. I mean, I just feel like it it, it would uh you could you can say that, right? But like it comes down to the fact that it, any of these elements could be good. It's all about how they're executed, right? And we can like talk specifically about like the the game the gameplay and the game design. Yeah. But before like you know, I think before we kind of go into that, it's it's I want to like talk about this one thing before we I really open it up to everybody else that really I think in my opinion explains why none of this shit worked and why it felt as slapped together copy and paste kind of bullshit that we ended up getting and it's the fact that this game began its development as something as a title completely unrelated to Star Wars they started building this game as something else entirely. It was never, it was huh. never started as an in, intended to be a Star Wars game. They, you know, sometimes they, that works out. <clears throat> That's how we got the original Metroid Prime. The, Did not the, know yeah, either of those things. I, I didn't, I didn't either. But like, you know, yeah, maybe you get some for every miss, you get some hits. But like, you know, uh, they they brought on game director Stig Esmussen, former director of God of War three, and like he wants to like try to make it into a Star Wars game. He then has like, like has like years of trying to convince Lucasfilm to allow them to make a Star Wars game to turn this into Star Wars. Um, and this is he, all pre, I mean, so, sorry, post acquisition by Disney. Yeah, yeah, this is EA has the license, which all happens after after Disney. Um they uh the, the folks at Respawn, they're you know, they're lobbying Lucasfilm hard. Let us make a Star Wars game. The you know, with with these elements. But even like, you know, after you know they're starting development, they're starting some, you know, showing some like some some vertical slices and that shit. The they they were they being Lucasfilm 
were not sold on its on its production and they had to proceed uh intermittently with extremely strict oversight there was you know word about concerns over how it would fold and tie into canon storytelling uh lucasfilm originally wanted ea to make a bounty hunter shooter game but you know they're like no let's like after again developing something that was entirely not star wars they decided oh no let's 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 see if we can take again every every uh popular and and successful trend and turn it into a star wars game and that is where we get this this uh this game that we have and i think it's interesting with the canon concerns um that they're pushing for a bounty hunter game. Obviously, that's easier to tie into canon because it doesn't have to do with it's, you know, it's, it's your because main it's, stars. It's because Jedi, they say, it's like are like the sacred cow. Yeah, of, exactly. Of Lucasfilm, it's like you can do whatever you want, tell whatever story you want, so long as it doesn't have a Jedi in it, because that's like that's yep. the main lore, right? Yep. You know, like that. That's where the the quote unquote storytelling actually happens. So I, I definitely think that canon issue was a big issue and part of the reason for, you know, well, the, that's why the we got the games that we got. That's why we got the games that we got. Yeah. There's nothing that is that was actually tied to the, the core thing of what makes Star Wars special, you know, or at least that's what it did. In my opinion, my opinions on that now have completely shifted. So you get things like the the new Andor TV show, which in my opinion, you know, some of the best Star Wars has ever been and there's not a not a mention of Jedi, the Force, none of that shit. And it's, you know, some of the best storytelling that we've gotten to date. And I, Pre -post back to basics. Yeah. And I think I think that is a <laughs> you know, reflection of the fact that Disney has more or less admitted they they didn't know what to do with the Jedi story. Like the the sequels are are such retreads like there's nothing original they really just essentially took the original trilogy that lucas made and made it again uh in a shittier way and i think that is you know kind of reflected with that and in, in that you know they the disney doesn't know what they want to do with the story in a way that's good it and I think that that's, you know, you, you said it right there. They don't know what they want to do because there's plenty of legends material that they could have uh, poached from, tweaked it to make it their own. Um, they, you know, with the Jedi, uh, plenty, you know, plenty of routes they could have gone, but the safest route was just rehashing because, you know, they didn't want to mess with the canon that much. But in doing that, they give us this weird fucking ending, yeah. you know, where we're all Skywalkers. Yeah, and they want to hit that nostalgia. are the friends we made along the way. Yeah, <laughs> the Andrew Cuomo of Skywalkers. I, I am a Skywalker. I, yeah. I am an Organa. I am a Solo. <laughs> I am a Chewbacca. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, one thing I wanted to point out, you know, this is uh, pivoting a little bit, but the, some, you know, we were talking a bit about the combat mechanics, and I think someone might have pointed this out in our chat, but the, the actual running in this game 
Well, it's so I, goofy I, pointed, I pointed it out in the the trailer for Survivor that we were that we were watching on stream. Folks, go check mm. out uh, our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/slash/CampaignComrades. But yeah, it's just he he literally looks. It like looks like he has a rod in his ass. <laughs> like he's walking around with just a, a huge dump in his pants. Yeah, yeah, or he's prairie dog and he's just like yeah, peeping just the, out his butthole. While the he's animations are just incredibly janky. There is one cool animation that I like though. Um, when you roll, not every roll, but some of the rolls, BD like pops off you and then jumps back on. And I so thought that was so cool. he doesn't get squished. Yeah, sometimes he rolls with you. But other times he like, you know, bounces off and then back on. I, th- I right. thought that so, was cool. I mean, we we've danced around it. So let's let's talk about the gameplay. Let's talk yes. about Souls like combat in the Metroidvania exploration. <laughs> say, say, say Matt is just like try, like you know, just like so yeah, he's very quiet. Just, like, just trying to hold back language. Just trying to hold back the hate, and it's just no. We've pat, we've yeah. we've sent the memes. Let the hate flow through you. Bring it. Bring it forward, Matt. What, as as our you know souls like expert, how did they fail to, you know, apply the you know actually good souls like combat? Because it wasn't just souls like combat. There are plenty of other souls like mechanics as well. And and Matt, I I want to as before you jump into to that, which I am excited to hear. Uh, I am curious as to what difficulty level you played on. I played on the one below uh, the top one, whatever that was called. It was like Jedi, Jedi, Knight, Jedi, Jedi Master. Master. You played Jedi Master. No, Jedi. There, so there's, no, no, there's, story. It's, there's story. It's yeah. story, Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, Master, and I forget what the Sage yeah. may be. I don't know. Yeah, but it's, I, I played one I below the top it. one because I didn't care enough to try it at its hardest difficulty. Okay. Um, I mean, I played on story <laughs> on my second run through. <laughs> yeah, I should have. There's a whole lot in the the combat that they just don't get right. Um, one of the big my biggest complaints is that it's a kid. It's basically a kiddie pool. There's no depth to anything in the combat. Um, what like the, they're copying Sekiro, which released March 2019, to give you timing of uh, how these released and how I played them. I played Sekiro first. I played the game that has, you know, vaunted itself into the top of my From Software catalog tier list. I love that game. It's a really fun game. Um, and the the thing that they do in Sekiro that makes it so unique to their other games is that you have the one weapon. You have the katana. That is the only primary weapon you get in the game. Just like in this, you have your lightsaber. And it is the only primary weapon you get in the game. However, in Sekiro, you have four different stances that you can take with that single katana um, by itself. Whereas in you know Fallen Order, you have technically just the two, because I'm not counting split saber as a stance. It's just a, a powered up attack you get to do yeah. uh, for free damage in the final boss fight, which is how I beat that. Um, Same. Then yeah. you're not even. You're not even touching on the fact that like Sekiro has, you know, the Senpo arts, which are uh, like a bare-fisted uh, combat style. So that's like something that doesn't get touched on at all. We don't have anything beyond just the saber. And then what Sekiro has, it has the prosthetic tool, which gives you a whole range of different uh, weapons, abilities, and things you can use in combat. And what they're trying to do in Fallen Order is they're trying to copy that with the force powers. But you you get four of them. Yeah. You get like... Push, it? push, push, pull, pull, slow, freeze, and 
well fuck what is the is it just one? the three i think it's just the three i think it's just the three yeah even even worse yeah. i was giving it more credit than it deserved yeah because um, it's rb uh yeah LT, it's rt and then push pull stop slash slow yeah, yeah. um so like the jump if you want to call in... that a, a force power yeah because that i'm trying to think of there was definitely a fourth like flashback where you go back to your training and learn as you unlock your abilities and it's the double jump yeah so nope that doesn't count Ooh, that's, boy. that's that's a that's a in the traversal. wall run that's a traversal mechanic oh yeah in the wall run yeah. those are both traversal those are, mechanics. those are the only three yeah combat force mechanics so you have less options to pick through which can be fine you can have less choices and you can flesh them out into a way that makes for uh, a deep and meaningful combat uh uh experience but what they miss then next is that they don't make it feel good there's uh it's mushy i called it that in the chat the combat feels uh there's not a distinct feeling to the combat when your animations end and when you can start your next one they have there's very mushy boundaries on yeah, you know I mean, your buffer on it's incredibly, when you're rolling always, and dodging, and when you can swing again. I always said it's like it was very floaty, and it's like your control, your your body position. Like, yeah, you have this one move where you you like you hold triangle or Y or whatever, depending on your controller scheme, and you you, you leap at them. You you dash forward and do that, like an up. That was such a goofy attack. Yeah, but like, there's no real control over the of you know say your your distance of how you can close. You know, close uh, effectively with a, with a yeah. combatant. I found the it was a great button mash be, game. I found see, I'll I give found it the, the parry window. I'll give it one piece of credit. Erratic. Is that the only thing that felt decent in the combat was uh, blaster deflection? Yes. Yep. And the only thing I have against that is you could also just button mash that, and you could just get through it without like yep. there was no punishment really. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in Sekiro, if you over deflect too much, if you just spam it, um, you get counter damage when the attack goes through and you take more damage because yeah, you were like you, you don't get punished opening yourself one. up you don't get punished this one the only thing you you get is like says like if you time it correctly it goes back and hits them otherwise you're just you just yeah you're just deflecting in a random yeah. direction um but like yeah i'd say that felt satisfying because of the haptics and the sound design mm-hmm. you know like you you get a, a, a satisfying little haptic buzz and like when, a pause and, 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 the... it's, and it's and there's like a, a good kind of pink sound as yeah. you as you deflect and like that, deflecting the, gu- the guys with the heavy the heavy assault uh yeah like the minigun blaster yeah like that was that always felt pretty decent that felt consistent um but when it came to like the melee combat there was just so much inconsistency in your opponent's animations uh, especially the animals the animals yes. tended to uh just attack and not like have a wind up to a lot of their stuff I don't want opponents the, to like overly telegraph, but there needs to be actual patterns that you can learn. Well, that's that's how souls like combat works. Is it's not like there's not always a big animation for a swing, but there's things that tell you like, oh, he's coming in for a swipe now. Like he he's starting an animation to attack of some sort. I should like be you ready have to, to learn. Defend. It's like you have to learn yeah. these things. Yes. They aren't they aren't just like immediately uh they, yeah, they don't like flash red. It's like it's attack time, so you know to like block. Well they do flash red if on um, well that's like, just uh, well, yeah, that's the that's one the that you can't block. I say he's talking about in terms of say uh, souls like doesn't do any of that shit. Yeah. Doesn't do any oh, of that oh, got it, shit. Got it. Yeah. Um well Sekiro did have um uh, a kanji that would appear above certain attacks or unblockable yeah okay 
So I don't and know. that that's because when you base your combat system around deflections, you do need something to tell people when it is time to stop deflecting and dodge. I do. I think um, something that you you've all mentioned already about the combat that I wanted to flesh out a little bit more. It just feels feels pretty weightless. There's just no there's no no heft. impact. There's no impact. Um, and I I really you know upon revisiting this game the the force powers are really not and once you get force push the game's over because you can just knock Mm -hmm. people over yep yeah push them off the ledge or like even beyond that if you empower it you can just knock you can permanently stun big enemies which just gives you chances to just whittle down health for free and like that felt and then restore your force to push them down again it's a vicious cycle of cheese it agreed and it it's it just doesn't feel in there's not enough impact in general in what you can do with the force like you can't actually defeat an enemy with the force you can't it, it, outside of you know pushing them off a ledge or something like that but there's no force. sometimes when you push them off a ledge they get stuck on geometry and don't die <laughs> yeah which is super cool but well, and andrew to that point i think it's partially because you know in the canon we, we don't see many like good Jedi force powers. You know, it's always the the Sith Lord that is the one that is like the cool, like the choking, the lightning and things like that. Like they are mer- very much like more passive and defensive powers when they're from the Jedi. Um, and I think definitely as part of canon, because, you know, we've, you know, we saw in, uh, uh, in the new uh, sequel, um, trilogy like you know introducing the communing with uh animals which is something that we you know we're getting in survivor and things like that but it's like these kind of weak passive defensive you know not so fun and flashy force powers like you get in force unleashed so i do i do quite enjoy how for the sequel they have like not even like bucked the trend of like oh yeah we're just copying the most recent from software like that they had fast travel on a horse you're gonna have horses and fast travel like we're gonna put that in there too (laughs) you get you wanted the grapple from sekiro you know we we developed the game too late to realize that here's your sekiro grapple but they tried to get away with the force pull being that but it's not the same it doesn't work very well yeah i found the force pull for uh, combat stuff yeah i was talking even just more for the traversal aspect of it yeah yeah the one, the one thing with the force powers, though, and Mike, I, a fair, a fair point about you know the canon and what Jedi use the force for versus the Sith. But like, I'm playing Control right now, and it would have been Control is way better force powers. Way, way better force powers. Like just even having the ability to manipulate the environment with the force and move things or throw things like that should have been easily included. Yeah. And and not having the ability Agreed. to do that no, really limits. All- you only have like the you only have like the the conveniently placed trash cans yeah or like the you know like the specific vines or like the fan blades to slow time down you they're they're very like breaking through things very 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 minimal uh and that's kind of immersive uh you know environmental design and that's all around and that's more all focused on 
map unlocking and and getting access to places it's not really right. included in the combat at all yeah well let's let's talk about the, <laughs> then the next part the metroidvania aspect uh the, the map sucks. The traversal the exploration the maps fucking blow the exp the the whole driving force behind exploration is non-fucking existent i don't need 30 million fucking shitty ponchos like there's no reason Brother, the ponchos the there's, ponchos and the saber stuff were so that's the, that's the only reason to explore there's nothing else you don't get extra skills new uh you know equipment uh anything like that it's purely cosmetic there is nothing you know story-wise that there's that, like a couple hidden things that'll raise your health and your force powers yeah. like there's like the the, the stim crates which but you is need to a, find so many yeah, of them that, that's having a, a meme resurgence that like people are just discovering now that there were that you could up your your stim count thing mm -hmm. um but like oh my god it's just like i i i tend to to bounce off of metroidvania style uh level design to begin with um, I don't like backtracking as a general thing. I like I like forward momentum. I don't like to feel like that I'm just like having to retread and I don't like to have to mentally keep track of, oh, here's a door that I couldn't unlock. Um, like here are 50 doors I can't unlock on this first planet. Well, I need to go to six other planets to unlock the power to come back and do that thing. And then to find out that there's nothing interesting behind those doors and then when you're able to unlock it and you have to use the map to find it the map is the most the map confusing sucks. thing in the fucking world it the is I, I diver diverge map. a little bit there i didn't find the map to be that bad overall i found it just usable enough that i could figure out my way around i didn't like that like how they use it uh with like how it comes from bd mm. uh because there are times when you open your map and you are not in a space big enough to use it. And there's some no. graphical issues that it, pop it, up. They're yes. not unique, unique here as well. I find the same issue with, uh, with Metroid specific maps. I, it's like the, the, the graphic design for it is so minimalistic that it's, it's useless to me. I can't tell what floor I'm on. I can't yep. tell what, that this, that this square corresponds to this room like you got to give me some type of landmark thing to orient myself around just just you know holograph holographic fucking blocks mean nothing to me well and the fact that i couldn't drop a pin yes. to where i wanted to sure. go not even to i don't even need to like have the the map directing me up top i just want to have a pin so that i can remember where i was looking when i fucking open up the map again and i don't have to like go through the whole process of figuring out where i need to go yeah, I, I saw I, the map itself was just it's just blocks. It like like Ben said that mm -hmm. that to me is just like uh, it's just a bunch of different opaquely colored blocks and like this one yeah. that's slightly darker is where you are and like the, my my biggest that, issue just came down to that like the maps were so unnecessarily spread typically mm -hmm. like the the spread and like we were saying before the exploration reward wasn't good enough to like warrant me wanting to go explore like all of that spread and like usually when you do a, a good metroidvania you end up with a very tight uh loop of levels and areas that like relatively funnels you in a direction till you get your traversal gimmick and then it'll be like okay now you can choose to go back and like you've unlocked shortcuts now because you have your new traversal mechanic and you can check out stuff on this level that is 
been previously inaccessible to you. Which is why like the hallway but kind what, of design of Metroid makes sense and works and works uh works well. The corridor mapping of that, like again, creating shortcuts like that. For uh for these these worlds are semi open in that sense, yeah. it becomes too much to keep yeah, track can't of. Can't find it. Can't find or figure out anything or again remember like you've got the the multiple worlds. That I, you're I went track to go do and... exploration at one point, as you know, I would to try to like enjoy these games and i did uh what's that first uh bagano bagano yeah 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 i did Trash. like a chunk of bagano and i was just sitting there i was like this is like th- these threads don't bring me to like unique places or new things it's just like a one-off like oh here's a here's a chest and now you can drop down to a place you've already been here's a gross like, poncho continue. yeah <laughs> an olive green instead of puke green woohoo <laughs> Uh, could have given me option for hair color so i could change his know, hair he, color here's another uh we, we we didn't like actually like uh in our previous discussions or even at the beginning of the pod we didn't like mention this but getting into a traversal specifically you know another game and franchise that they take inspiration from and do in a really bad way Uncharted? is so, no sonic the fucking say it take like uh take like kashik where you're going on like the there's like this stretch where you're doing like you're going down the yeah. you're going you're going down the mudslide and then wall yeah. runs and then the 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 jumper pads that are literally just going boing 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 boing, boing, boing. boing. Uh, it's literally sonic it's, li- it's yeah. literally sonic uh, and it's just done in such a, a, a lot of those strung together sections uh, especially the wall running for me felt like uh, really bad well and like and the, on that the wall running animation feels weird and the timing on it like how long you can still stick to the wall even <laughs> though you're starting to slide down it feels weird and and not only that like just talking about the opening uh scene where you're doing all that climbing even the climbing feels so weird you know like yeah cuz they they want they want it to feel better when you get the climbing claws later so you know, a great a great game mechanic is to make things feel shitty. So when you get the upgrade, it feels good, right? Instead of having things that feel good, feel and good, and then feel better. better. Yeah, yeah. And and that fucking opening scene is like twenty minutes of you know that climbing, you know the uncharted climbing, the uncharted like sliding, and then you know beating some enemies, whatever along the way. It is just so brutal to get through. I personally died more to missing jumps and per- forgetting to hit yes. L2 to in climb. The, in the, yes. ice, the yes. underground ice caves, in the <clears throat> underground ice caves, I died so many times jumping. Incredibly. Yeah, the, the L2, LT function the, of that was so the, annoying. The jumping off of sliding is a really, like, the, the momentum is funky. Something's yes. really wrong with the there's like, one, physics engine on that. There's one in a Zeppo temple a that you gotta, you gotta jump off of it and, and grab a uh, grab a rope. Yeah, you you have to time it absolutely perfect or like not even timing position it exactly perfectly Mm -hmm. there's no leeway whatsoever you can't use a force power to to grab it it was uh i died probably 10 times trying to (laughs) trying to line it up perfectly no i've been there i know exactly which one you're talking about incredibly frustrating um should we talk about the plot what plot uh like the characters uh like to like i, I want to get everybody's thoughts on on the on the characters my my initial thought 
on the pilot guy grievous grease grease it should have been danny devito <laughs> i mean he's shaped somewhat like danny devito yeah that's what i'm saying like and it should have been a phil tds type danny devito character hell yeah i think um you know i i this the story itself like the main beats are fine from my in my opinion i i love bd i think that's i think he's, they, i think it's the actually best, a good addition. yeah but he, he's designed to make the things in your brain fire yeah he's designed to make the good chemicals come out i don't yeah, disagree because he makes the cute beeping and booping mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. no but he is he is definitely a good uh a good addition a to, good the boy. Droid, to the droid family because he's literally just mm-hmm. a little dog yeah mm-hmm. he's yeah. like a little pokemon yeah. like a little pikachu on your shoulder all right now settle down that's next month. <laughs> uh, no, but I, I mean, I it was like the this... rise of uh, that actress. Is her name Seer? Siri? That's the Seer? that's the character. Seer. Seer Junda. Yeah. Yeah. Well, She's the, in every the actress who does now. the motion cap for that. I feel like that's the rise because I've seen her in like four or five every different game uh, since I mean, then. I mean, get, good for her. You know, get her bag. Like you know. Get the word. And she got that. She got that forespoken money. She's 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 gonna be <laughs> yeah. playing. Uh, uh, fuck. Who's the who's the bad lady who runs the the Suicide Squad? Um, yeah, Waller. Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, she, yeah so she, that's why I brought that up because I remember seeing. I saw her in that. I was like, oh, she got that money too. <laughs> Going back to the story, just like the or the plot in general, I think it's such a a washed idea in Star Wars. Of the like, you know, the apprentice that goes wrong, and gotta f- and, well, and then and gotta find the 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 Jedi holocron for all all the new younglings, like the younglings. Yeah. Like but to to me to me it was the addition of like the Zepho and the Zepho temples made no sense. They it mm-hmm. went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, uh, like the, yeah, and I was very there, interested there was a huge in that. Like they're trying to give you some sort of message about what happened to this Zepho civilization in their empire and how they they transitioned from a more enlightened thing to a less enlightened thing and they destroy themselves but like it ends up falling completely flat and going nowhere there's a huge disconnect between that part of the story and everything that happens on like dathomir onward because you're like you're finding all the things you're finding all the things to unlock the the zepho temple on bagano yeah, so it that's is completely the old, yeah, disconnected. So that, that's the only much. connection. Is yeah. you're, you're 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 searching for a MacGuffin to unlock the other MacGuffin. <laughs> I would have preferred if it was the knife to find the specific spot on the Death Star. <laughs> <laughs> that one will always get me. That that now has beca- has taken on a special place in my heart. That's such a ridiculous storytelling. I, you see, the movie should have showed us the amount of times that they held it up and stood in places and it didn't line up. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, so it's like takes place five years after Revenge of the Sith. The Jedi Order has fallen. Leo pointing at uh, the, Leo uh, he pointing said the, the thing. Yeah. Uh, so the Republic has has fallen. The rise of the Empire has taken place. We follow, we follow Jedi apprentice Cal Kestis. You know he's being hunted by the two Inquisitors, the second and ninth sisters, former Jedi, now trained Inquisitors. We find out that. The, the the second sister was you know the the padawan of 
who becomes Cal's new mentor, the Seer Junda, as we've described. And yeah, like they, they have a history. They were master and apprentice and all that, all that stuff. The master was captured and was tortured. The timing in their, in their backstory also made little sense to me. It's like, she was tortured for how long exactly and gave up uh, her, her apprentice who was then made an inquisitor overnight or something. Yeah. Yeah. What it seemed like. Pretty much. (laughs) Like, I was like have taken more time. Like it, it's more an indictment of of Sears training of the of of her Padawan. That yeah, she couldn't could, have been a good master. Be, that she could become an apprentice to the dark side overnight. Yeah, I wish that the main character was Cal's uh, uh, master, like that alien. Uh, I forget the race. Oh, you you wanted are. him to be he's, he's, uh, an antagonist. He's, what's, he's the same. He's the same race as. Uh, What's his face Zeb. from Zeb from yeah from Rebels, who voiced by Travis Willingham, I'll add from Critical. Oh, I didn't know that. That's cool. Um, but yeah, no, I wish that he was Cal. Like I wish we got an alien protagonist rather than a human. Oh, they're never they're never gonna do that. I know they never would, but that would be so cool. Cause imagine human, the force powers with that dude and like just the fight supremacy. the combat. Yeah. Superior race. So, we we already we already we already mentioned Breeze Nuts, the the pilot of the of the of the the stinger or the the stinger mantis is the mantis is what they call yeah, it. Don't forget about the night sister. She was yeah, a very that, valuable and important part of the story. She she, she she fished you. She helped stealth you onto the final mission and then helped fish you out of a lake. Um, but yeah, they're they're following the the mysterious hologram hologram messages of Jedi Master Eno Cordova. He's locked away. Who is also from. weird? He, he, you know, he looks like he was doing Natsuri. You know, like he, <laughs> I mean, he all Jedi, all Jedi, Ma- all Jedi masters guilds were 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 doing the Natsuri. Yes, for sure. But he just had like a very British feel to him. As we said in the beginning, they were they were doing the child grooming and trapping. Yeah. And that's what this game is really about. It's about stopping the child trap. No, no, no! It's about starting it again. Well, it's about it's it's about it's about restarting it up until it's all about restarting the child trafficking up until the very end when you realize that that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. You finally come to the realization that that's a bad thing when the when the the (laughs) the Death Mary Night Sister Marin is her name, where she convinces you that uh, yeah maybe it'd be better off if we didn't uh, search out the and and all these kids and put them directly in danger. Uh, I'm gonna plug a cool thing is have us learn like night sister force powers, but nope, can't have anything, can't have anything unique. And, well, and another thing, and I'm, I'm gonna plug our shorts. Go check our our YouTube shorts on one on uh, Jedi Survivor. But you know, in that we make the point that it would be really cool if they incorporated things like uh, you know alternate storylines, and that would be a pretty cool alternate storyline at the end. You know, whether you decide yeah to but only if you do it, it up in again. The, the old school morality way where there's a clear red and blue decision uh-huh. and red is uh-huh. obviously you know crush the holocron I mean, don't I, don't I traffic mean, children i mean the only on, moral it, thing come on it's it's uh you know star wars has always just been the the simple binary yeah. of, there are only good and bad people that's it. and the people that yeah yeah the, the bad group's pretty big in the jedi's eyes um which let's let's dive in a little bit see if we can 
we can parse out what is the what is the ultimate message that 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 this game and this story is is trying to give us here question Ginger child people can be jedis too is we sorry that one was that who can be jedi Gingers? ginger people can be jedis too <laughs> being a jedi requires no soul well i mean we we joked about it before we started recording recording uh but we do have to say, uh, co- campaign comrades say a jab that all Jedi are <laughs> bastards. All Jedi are cops. That's why we say a jab. Uh, they only ever serve, you know, to prop up institutional power and the status quo of political elites. They like kind of touch on this in in some back and forth. We get like in the battle with the the dark Jedi because he's not really a Sith. He's like kind of he's on pretty his own dope thing uh Terran Malikos. Yeah. Um he was probably like, my favorite part. Yeah. He's they, pretty tough to beat. Another point of they clearly had a, a dual saber style combat uh, skeleton built into the game, but they wouldn't let you do it. <laughs> Can't have nice things. I, I yep. hate when games put stuff in that they don't let me use that's cool. It's what Elden Ring does so well is I can do all the cool boss stuff. So like there's a conversation that they have before that final battle kicks off or, or that, that battle with them kicks off. Right. So Malikos, you know, says like it's over. The Jedi fell long before the purge. Stifled by tradition, deafened by our past glories, blinded by endless war. And here it's like you get the the only minor concession that that Cal and that any Jedi ever would give is that he just says, maybe. Baby. <laughs> but it's but it's but it's never over, Malikos. We stand here now with a chance to learn to rebuild from our mistakes, and then based Malikos, just like Jedi, learn. There's no future for them. How can you not see that? It's time for something new. And it's just like that they 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 tiptoe up to the line of being like, yeah, the Jedi were actually bad, folks. Like they were. But we never bad. get the something new. Like no, they never tease do. that in so yeah, much because we kill of, him. <laughs> I mean, not even just in Fallen Order. I mean, I'm talking at yeah, Star Wars as a whole. Right? No, it's like, a, it's a, it is a everything commentary on the on the property itself. Like you get the whole thing. Like with, I mean, you you it's always coming from the bad guys, right? It's like we yep. need to we need to kill the past. Yeah, we need to we need to move on, develop new things, and it's nope. We have to rebuild and hold on to all the the bad things that brought us to this very uh, same place of stagnation and, you know, and dread that, that, you know, got us to this confrontation and Jedi are just reactionaries. They are. uh, Yeah. They are, you know, say reactionaries who are dedicated to preserving the status quo, as I just said, and preserving the order, you know, um, and, you know, reclaiming the, you know, their, their elite status. I don't, I, I, do not see a a viable way forward for you know so like like my opinions on Star Wars in general have really kind of have changed over the past decade or so I guess yeah and it's like not until you get things like Andor which besides having some pretty good politics itself again is doing something new and it is again it's it's leaving that sh- the 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 baggage of the past behind us. And, you know, The Last Jedi tried to do that and in some ways was, you know, successful at staging something like that. And then, you know, Disney was just said, like, no, 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 we can't no, do no, that. no, 
we're gonna no, go you, back you're to... fucking with our bag yeah and something something that andor does that the rest of star wars i think misses purposefully more or less is and ben you were you were talking about this a little bit but andor has a pretty besides this good politics does a pretty good job of showing that there isn't a binary good and bad like there is some multitudes to the characters within that show and like their actions and no one's always wholly on the good side and doing good things and no one's wholly on I mean the bad side's a little bit more directly evil but uh the good guys actually do have some of that you know, you do see some of their bad decisions and, and they are portrayed in a way where you could say, well, maybe that wasn't the right choice there. And you don't get that with well, the Jedi ever. I feel like we, in some sense, Star Wars always tries to have those moments and like the depth of those characters, but then they're always redeemed by upholding the status quo. It's and the, I can't it's truly because speak the, the, the enlightened but... centrist way is the right way. We are not yeah. going to the extremes of either side, right? We are, we're charting the new middle road. Yeah, and because there's always been like gray type characters on Solo. Um, you know, the Mandalorian is another one, uh, you know, that are like walking this line. And, but they always are, you know, in the end, whether they're you know directly upholding the status quo or just like you know towing that line of you know uh, indirectly uh assisting in you know in their uh their end game uh so I, I think that's like a mark of you know that is part of the star wars formula and they always like tickle you with this but then you never get you know even ahsoka becoming like a gray jedi or you know in clone wars you see multiple like gray jedi that leave and aren't you know, Sith, but but aren't Jedi, and there's nothing ever comes of that. Because even even that bit, it's they're like, yeah, they are they are the they they have failed to to pick a side and and so, yeah, and, and if they're not they bad, if they're not necessarily bad guys, they're otherized at a minimum. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like that. There are this largely, uh, I think, sticks clear of any of that kind of messaging. It just really gets it. It tiptoes up to that line, and it. I think uh, for its story, it it fails in its in its kind of concept. It does not. It does not go far enough to interrogate why the Jedi Order fell. It always says like we were betrayed. Yeah. We were peacekeepers. We were betrayed by those we tried to protect. No sense of accountability. It was because no. they were built on a Sith temple. <laughs> they were the perfect. Jedi temple was built on a Sith temple, and they were never truly Jedi. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I I don't know. I I find this. I I I was so much more positive on this game, even when I struggled with it and bounced off of it in my original playthrough um but like playing it again i just became such a hater like i can't i struggled to find anything redeeming in this in this game because the biggest part 
and I know the reason that I enjoyed it so much the first time, and I'll go back to something Andrew had said multiple times when, you know, Battlefront had come out. It was like, I can't wait for a single player lightsaber game. Can't wait to swing a lightsaber. Like 14 year old me is like, I want to, I want to play a lightsaber game. I want to hold a lightsaber. I want to swing it around. I want to kill people with it. And like, you know, we got to do it. And then well, like, for $1,600 for plane tickets and uh, one night stay at a hotel. And then an additional two to $500, you can go hold your own very own lightsaber that you can then strap razor blades to and kill people. <laughs> so, so just, just make the trip up in to Minecraft. San Francisco and there are plenty of homeless people in Minecraft that you can just have your way with. Nobody will stop you. Nobody would stop the guy, you. The guy with the hose will just hose off the blood. Yeah, this is all parody, and we do not support killing homeless people at all. We actually <laughs> support housing them, and uh, that is my job. Yeah, so they are they are a forgotten population that that uh, again that the the Jedi would would, would eradicate. Round, they say would round would round up and be like, oh no, you're you're you are you're filth. Yes, they you are you're lowering the senator's property values. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't know. I think this game's really a, a story about the struggle within the CIA to continue to traffic children. Uh, with Jeffrey Epstein in order to uh, gain leverage across the world um, and whether or not they should do that. Yeah, and it, it came out, did it, was Epstein? It's the year before. Yeah, he was, it's just before. Yeah, yeah, because that was July. And this is November. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to I wanna, uh, rewind a little bit to talk about, you know, step back from the, the actual game itself and more into its production. Um, I, when we do these episodes, I'm always looking into what was the, what was it like to work for these companies? What did the actual process look like? And so in interviews, Stig Asmussen, the game director, admitted to employing quote unquote voluntary crunch uh, in its, in its development. Voluntary is yeah. doing a lot of heavy lifting. <laughs> so he, how that usually works is you walk, uh, you walk into the the cubicle farm, you finger gun and point to the the masses and say, "Hey guys, if you come in this weekend, do a whole bunch of extra work. That's part of your job. You get you get it. You we'll get, get a pizza you party. pizza. Yeah, you yeah. Get a pizza party. <laughs> we'll buy you pizza. I, I, I'm I'm buying lunch. <laughs> Yeah, and if they're feeling really nice, we'll get you empanadas. <laughs> uh, so in this interview, he said, we did something different on this game compared to what I've been involved in with other projects. Projects I've worked on in the past, they had mandatory crunches. Basically, everybody said, you've got to work these hours. And we realized that wasn't a fair and sustainable approach. And we left it up to the team. It's like, look, I think everybody carries their own responsibilities and their own tasks and takes them very seriously. So I treat them like children and why and, <laughs> and say you have to be here at a certain time. It's like, that's just so ridiculous to me because that's management being like, it's not my responsibility what you do. Like, uh, I, basically, I am I am completely abdicating what it is my to be my role as a manager. Yeah. That's on you because I treat you like adults. <laughs> One thing, I, I'm curious of, their pay rate and especially their pay rate compared that probably to probably open now you can probably find that now yeah and like but their pay rate compared to um you know similar uh 
game developments because one thing I've been running into my girlfriend has actually been running into at her job is um oh, go ahead sorry I'm laughing about something else okay is I thought you're you know laughing at the uh uh you know me dropping the I have a girlfriend <laughs> so, yeah. for all the listeners that <laughs> just like yeah j- just making like, it bragging. like yes I am a, in fact a sex yeah I'm haver. a sex haver. <laughs> um no but like she's if experiencing a similar voluntary crunch where it's like you know we have this project it's tough it's a short deadline blah blah, blah. it's like what you're highly compensated and that's why we pay you you know so that you know you're gonna have to work these long hours like oh we compensate you well like oh oh remember we compensate you well you know and so it's like you know it's not mandatory but it's mandatory the double-edged blade of project-based salary yeah what i what i was laughing at was this I was skimming ahead into um, how this quote continues. We made the joke about that. Oh yeah, we'll get you pizza. He actually basically says that. Uh, he says, <laughs> he literally if, does if, the finger if, guns. If you're pizza. going to be here these extra hours, it's your choice. We're going to support you and make sure you've got food. We're not going to tell you there are certain hours that we're going to be crunching at. You can make your own schedule and the leads made a commitment to put in extra effort and extra hours as well to show that we're all in it together. <laughs> Pizza and a, a low a low alcohol percentage, one beer. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to loosen inhibitions too much because then we get yeah. we get a whole lot of other problems. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a watered down keg of Bud Light <laughs> available. So my 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 props to the the interviewer who who pushed back on this. Then we, they followed up saying um, asking about like then about this then the indirect pressure to crunch about you know the unspoken rule that you know you're expected to put in 110 percent because if you don't you you know you're not man you're not it's not mandatory we're not saying you have to but if you don't it's going to look bad on your next review you know you're not a team player uh you know you're not wearing your 47 pieces of flair (laughs) yeah it's like you know everybody else in your in your team worked worked late but you didn't so we're not going to go with your promotion even though like you put in you know good work um, we're going to go with the person who who crunched, um, had a mental breakdown, harassed their their their, <laughs> their, their subordinates, um, and introduced fifty new bugs into into our build. Um, you know, there. Well, that soft pressure of like you know, again, I, I'm sure they wield the compensation against them, or you know, just the job in general. Yeah, exactly. Like you said, That's just like thing, yeah. you know. Yeah. Remember, you have to do this 110%. Your the whole team is putting in 110%. Like you don't want to let the team they, down. They probably they ha- they probably have a system where people who come in on weekends, you know, get to wear special armbands, <laughs> and then everyone else uh, gets gets called non crunchies. Non crunchies. Yeah. And like they they basically then he he then has to cop to that. Yeah, the the the, the voluntary crunch thing didn't work because people he still noticed that people were working too much. Yeah. Because and again, like, oh yeah, be not not actually exerting your role as a manager, you know, had a, had an effect where people were not properly managed. And and on top of that, this, the idea of this being voluntary is just laughable. Because if you don't do what you're supposed to do in your job and meet the deadlines you're supposed to meet, you're eventually going to get fired. So it's not voluntary. Like <laughs> if if you have so much work that you. you yeah. can't complete it and you don't complete it on time it's going to have ramifications on your career and and the path 
for your job. Like th- that's well, that's not why I called it then. like a soft pressure of like you know, uh, ga- essentially gaslighting you into yeah. doing the work. Yeah, you, you know, uh, crumbs, just changing just the marketing. Work. Don't go, don't go yeah. to the bathroom. Stay at your desk. Make yeah. sure you get wear your... wear yeah. adult diapers. Shit your pants and get that yeah. extra line of code in. We, we we've we've supplied you with a five gallon bucket with a toilet seat duct tape. <laughs> so I have not seen much about the production for Survivor, um, you know, because it was only officially announced a couple months ago and is being released soon. Which I have it was to say, in the summer. I think, which I have so. to say for in for their credit now that is a that is a marketing method that I approve of. I do not like the early announcements that like you know. Things get drawn out because that is what ultimately res- usually results in things like crunch. You know, it's like that we've announced this game. There is this overt pressure, even though with something like this, with its success, you know, it was essentially all but a given that uh, you know there was going to be a sequel. So it's not like this was this surprised anybody, but still, you know, it helps you kind of manage expectations. Let's see if it ships though in a, in terribly buggy buggy mess like like fallen order did i don't know but well, and i was just gonna say that's like the flip side of the coin of uh pushing out your your marketing of it to like when it's close to done you know because getting one delay like we got on this by like roughly a month you know you could withstand that and it's been the first delay that you know you've known of you know because they didn't release it when it was just an idea in someone's head yeah. uh, but then you know are they releasing it at a point where it is done um, polished. and polished or is it just done and buggy um, and they're going to work on it later and, and where where does that done but buggy and able to go to market slowly start to get closer and closer to a completely unfinished game going to market that we just you know continue to work on while people are playing so i guess unless anybody has any other thoughts that they want to get in um I think we, we can wrap the episode by asking, are are you guys going to be buying and playing Survivor when it comes out? Because the things that we have, have seen in the marketing, it does seem like they are taking some of the complaints into consideration. Some of the things we outlined here, like, you know, the specific example you made of Matt with the combat stances, right? That That is something that they are doing. That basically like, yeah, like they, they, they said, oh, yeah, Sekiro, which we aped from, you know, did it better. So we need to, you know, double down and do what, you know, was done four or five years ago in a better game. Um, but we got we have to, like, try to now iterate, quote unquote, in that way. But I don't know. Have you seen enough to to make you interest anybody to be interested in the in Survivor? I haven't crossed it know. off my Just list. Play Sekiro. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't crossed it off. Embrace, embrace tradition. I'm not gonna get it right when it comes out. Yeah, I'll see. If it gets like really good reviews and it's kind of you know on a ten dollar discount in a couple months from now, maybe. Otherwise, I'll probably wait until it's largely discounted yeah. and just play it to you know play it. For yeah. me, I feel like unless it is like truly becomes a a you know society breaking phenoms on the scale say something like elden ring where it's not just you know corporate uh reviewers with uh you know their you know 
access on the line to a big independent publisher like EA, who are just going to put out the same positive reviews that Fallen Order got, right? You know, like Fallen Order got good reviews. And if you're going off of that, you know, we, you could then, you know, assume to pick up Survivor. So like, unless there is a huge swell of public opinion that, yes, this is good. This is, they have fixed all these problems. This is a better game. Um, I don't know that I'll ever play it. I don't know that I'll ever pick it up. I will. Well, if one of us gets it now with Steam Family, you could always just download it, play a little bit, and then, you know, what that's I, it. What I am figuring I value is like, my time more than that. Right. <laughs> it's like, it's not, it's not even the money anymore at this point, like for that, for something like that. It was just like, what I did replaying the little bit here of Fallen Order for the podcast, it was just like, this is a more than just a chore this was it was actively painful like i can't tell you how much time i spent on the the simple bit of climbing up the leg of the of the at at that (laughs) you try to take over the jumping was so fucking janky that it kept just sending me off the side and i kept having to swim back over climb back up it i probably spent 30 minutes on that and and i got i i did the bit where i you know the, probably the most fun part of the game is when you actually take over the ATAT and you get to shoot things with it. Um, and then that uh, lasts for like five minutes, three minutes, not three even, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Three minutes. It's like, I finished, I finished that bit, stepped onto Kashyyyk, talked to Saw Gerrera, And it's like, Nope, that's, that was the final straw. Yeah. That's um, where I, I got I've, as well. I've got more important things to do with my time. I value myself more than this. Uh, I'm not going to bother. So I really do not see myself purchasing it. It's like it truly has to be like kind of a culturally defining inflection point, like something. So like for me, the, the funniest part of it all was that like I didn't find any of the specific boss fights to be overly difficult till Second Sister. I found her to be annoying at best because of the variation of uh, moves she could do a command grab out of that was annoying to deal with. Which one's Second uh, Sister? The final That's the boss. final boss. That's the final boss. Okay. Mostly nice just the, the command grab the that alien. she could do out of so many different attacks. That was a very annoying thing to keep track of. Uh, but like nothing else in the game, combat wise, really gave me trouble. It actually felt like too tad easy to me on the difficulty I played on. Um, but it was everything else wrapped around it that like it was the jank the, to me. It was yeah. the jank. It wasn't that like that the move sets were difficult it was just that like i see that this is happening and i uh particularly in the boss fights i think that we 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 made our complaints about like the the lack of actual attack patterns in your basic enemies but uh the the bosses had recognizable patterns and it's like i could see this i could see this and know what i'm supposed to do but the actual input uh that i do is just not reliable enough for me to actually uh for me to do it. it's it was purely the jank not about the the actual skill it takes to play it the it closest pure... thing to a good fight the game had was malikos mm-hmm. and it was because he had he had the most distinct enough move set that it was uh different to fight and that you couldn't just cheese through mm-hmm. yeah i completely agree and he's right. like an optional no, you have to you have to beat him you in order to get him. in order to get that that little uh oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it's, some, it's another MacGuffin. you need thing. to get the MacGuffin yeah. so that you can yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's the, uh, that's the last thing right. you need in order to open the temple for, on, yep. on Pagano. So for me, I definitely will not be picking this up initially. I'll see what the reviews say, but on second playthrough, it just was when I was playing, it just doesn't bring any joy in the combat. Like it just is, it's way more frustrating. You can button mash through. And, and the jank just makes you go crazy before you really have any fun. And, and that's, that's where I think they've lost me. Yeah. And as a loot goblin, the, the loot so was just so disappointing. Doo doo trash. And I wonder if that is like coming off of, uh, the reception of Battlefront, they were just like, fuck it. We're giving them nothing. Strip the game of all all the good customization. Give them the bare bones. Um, here's these shitty ponchos. Yeah, and they're supposedly making exploration more worthwhile while also upping your customization options that, as far as we know, because it is, it is a single-player game that is not tied to microtransactions and loot boxes, but... Never say hey, never Ubisoft when it comes. When it, when it comes I, I to just EA, can't wait for the, say never. the Survivor Battle Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's cosmetics only. Trust me. It'll be. It'll. Yeah, they'll have uh, increased that, and it'll just be the same screen we've seen from Destiny, uh, Suicide Squad, all these other games, where you have your loadout screen. Uh, that'll be what they said. Do. The name. All right, folks. That has been our deep dive into Jedi Fallen Order, a very frustrating endeavor, but yet also cathartic in a lot of ways because it has kind of really fully uh, brought me to the point where I can like move past Star Wars. Like I still had like the, again, not to like keep like, you know, sucking its dick, but Andor was, you know, yes. was was so good that like it, it made me kind of reevaluate that that position is like oh wow star wars actually can be good again um and it's just like replaying this it just it, it firmly has has established my hater status um, <laughs> my, my feelings are perfectly embodied by that meme i sent yesterday about the new lord of the rings movies <laughs> it's like you like star wars just give them a chance no no done no, I don't yeah. give chances anymore. I've been yeah. hurt too much. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've been hurt too many times. I'm not ready to get hurt again. Thank you very much. That uh, I think does it for campaign comrades. Uh, your game focus episode of the month. Be on the lookout for Mike is going to torture us some more next month with Pokemon. <laughs> Andrew, did you start? No. <laughs> My, I, I'm that. almost done with the end game story stuff, but I got I've gotten stuck on on the Giratina uh, battle in Arceus, the multi stage shit. It's like I don't have enough. I don't have I haven't unlocked in order to buy max revives, and like I don't know how I don't have the recipe to make them. So it's just like you're stuck in a, a constant loop of uh, that he one shots my oh, one shots whoever's you out pay there. Real money in game. <laughs> he's just he's just one shot one shots me. So like uh, to the point where it's like I'm I'm spending the turn trying to revive somebody to keep the battle going, and then and then it one shots whoever's out there. And, you unlock God mode for one fight. Yeah, I I may be putting it down. I may not be bothering with that. That's now that now that I've gotten to the final battle. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah. We'll save that for the next. Yes. Happy. So, folks, uh, you can follow us and support us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash campaign comrades. Follow us on Twitter at campcompod. Check the other out socials. our YouTube shorts. Check out the YouTube. I am working on, 
I, again, I make no promises on when it's going to come out, but I'm working on some, hopefully some longer videos for, for the YouTube. Got to get a, got to get a pipeline going. Uh, but yeah, check out the YouTube campaign comrades on YouTube. Uh, but till then we will, uh, we, we are going to keep gaming. We're plugging away. I'm getting, I'm even so far ahead. I'm getting prepared for the month after next. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see how many games I can get in, in that time, but there's too many games to play folks, but we will, we will, we will endeavor to cover as many as we can so that, you know, you can, I don't know, use us as your point of reference, but who knows? Saying, in a world with many games, I continue to play games from 1986. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's it. Uh, we will see you in the future. Bye-bye. Ajab. Yeah, always say, always say Ajab. All Jedi are cops. Bye-bye. All Jedi are cops. That's why I say Ajab. Yoda kicked off the force. Wouldn't go to rehab.